Welcome to the Bike Life Podcast by Warm Showers Foundation, where we will be sharing knowledge, experience, tools, and stories of touring cyclists and hosts from around the world. I'm Tauber Lee, the woman behind the scenes at Warm Showers Foundation, the leading platform for cyclists looking for hosts and to connect with a passionate international community. Find out more by visiting us at warmshowers.org. Now, on to the show. Today is indeed a special day because we have Glenn and Pam with us. And they've been married for 40 years, and they actually got married in Tucson after a cross-country bike trip. They're here to tell us all the ways in which touring has become a part of their life in many different facets. And they'll share with us today how you can do the same. And Glenn and Pam, I'm so excited to have you. Thank you for joining us. Oh, nice to be here. Thank you for having us. I would love to hear, first of all, how did you two meet? We met in college. We both went to school in Western Massachusetts. And um, yeah, we met in college and we both had a lot of the same interests. We both had a bicycle. Neither one of us had a car. We used to ride all over the place. And yeah. And in fact, when did- in fact yeah. And I mean, in fact, growing up in New, when I, I grew up in New Jersey, I always rode, I rode everywhere on my bike. Mm. So you were both already bike enthusiasts when you met. Yes. 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 Although I had never done anything long distance. And I, we were, it, you know, it was that time when Bike Centennial was just starting to become very well known. So I was hearing all these rumors about people taking these long bike trips. So slowly but surely, my trips started getting longer and longer. So had you done a bike tour before, Pam, before you and Glenn did your first one together? Um, I had not done any really long tours, no. I mean, when I first got to know Pam, she was planning a, a cross-country bike tour with a group called the Solar Rollers. The Solar is, Rollers. I yeah. love it. I <laughs> love it. A, and that was an anti-nuke we, group. It was a, I was at University of Massachusetts and yeah, it was the late 70s. And uh, yeah, we were the Solar Rollers. It was about 40 of us. We rode our bikes from Massachusetts to Rocky Flats, Colorado. Oh, wow. So that was my first really long trip. I am very familiar with Rocky Flats, Colorado, because I am a native of Colorado. So oh, I am I am very familiar with what you where where you and the reason why you <laughs> yes. ended there. And that's right. that's a conversation for another day entirely. Exactly. But yeah. um, activism, right? You were your this was an activism tour. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so then when did the two of you together decide to take a tour? Uh, we had graduated college, and after a few years, we were just kind of tired of the rat race, I guess. Well, we had say. great jobs in downtown Boston, <laughs> yeah. actually, and uh, after graduation. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> but we decided we really needed to do this before we had children um, and we're not married yet, and we needed to go across country. So, yeah, it was something we just really wanted to do. And we had the opportunity because it was kind of, as many people will do, it's sort of a cutoff point where you're going to be doing something else in your life. And so I was going to go to law school and Pam was going to go to, was well, we were going to get married, I guess, at some point. And um, so, yeah, it was a good point, a good break point to take a trip. 
And so we had planned it out. We bought, actually we did buy some new bikes. Yeah, we got new bikes. And we our we our first uh, stretch was to Colorado, actually, and uh, he was studying for the law boards, and he took the law boards when we got to Colorado Springs. Oh, really? Interesting. <laughs> and, and then we continued on after that. Yeah. Continued to Arizona, to Tucson, where we ended up getting married. You know, it's about a twelve week twelve week trip. Yeah. Um, we eventually made it to San Diego. Yeah. And what made you decide to get married when you were in Tucson? well we got a job at a group home and we had to um sleep together at the group home and we and we had to say we were married and i didn't want to be lying to them so that's why we got married oh that's a funny story and here we are 40 years later 40 years later (laughs) yeah Yeah. right i mean we were pretty much we were thinking we would get married at some point but it kind of accelerated it and so, yeah, so we were uh, the house parents at this group home. And then interesting. interestingly, this last, we just, we just biked across country last year yeah. and we went to Tucson and the building where we were married is now a historical building. Of <laughs> yes, Tucson, it's the historic courthouse in Tucson. And it's uh, now, uh, it's yeah, a beautiful building. It's been preserved really nice, yeah. but it's not really used anymore. What, what a way to, to to tell you that you you've you've been around the block a few times. <laughs> yeah, we're, old. we're historically we got the message. We're historically preserved. Yeah. <laughs> That's a nice way. I I didn't want to say that, but you I, okay. I tried to say it nicer. It's fine. <laughs> so so you I'm curious when you were on that tour, Glenn, were you studying? Like, how did you take the law board after? being a blob boards after being like on your bike for so long? Well, I had, you know, back then I had a, um, uh, a study book that I actually brought with me and I would just do the study book. You know, they give you example questions and all that. And so we were in our tent and I would have a flashlight and yeah, I just, uh, did it that way. And, because you know, for all the young pups listening, we didn't have audio books back then. So everything was on hard no. copy only. <laughs> Yeah, yep. hard copy only. And uh, yeah, I mean, it just, it seemed to work out okay. And then it, yeah, it did really well. <laughs> and I ended up taking them in Colorado Springs and yeah, it was fine. But it, yeah, so I had a goal in mind and and just tried to be disciplined about it because um, we were camping pretty much the whole way. You strike me as disciplined humans. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, as you know, when you when you're bike touring, you have to be somewhat disciplined. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Okay, so you got married in Tucson. This is still your first trip, and you made it to the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Then what? Like, did you continue on, or did you settle into your jobs? Like, take us in that next evolution of your life from there. Well, so we did fly back home, and he did go to law school. We had a family, and. Uh, yeah, and our kids had bikes. We used all, every vacation we took. We brought bikes, but nothing really major. Yeah, we're from we're from Maine, so we we live in we live in Maine, and we would go to Acadia National Park a lot. You know, with our kids, we'd bike the bike trails and there Cod. and uh, try and integrate biking into our recreational lives, which we did. But it wasn't until they were both out of the house that we started doing a lot of the Adventure Cycling Association trails. Like we did the Idaho Loop. Mm. Um, and we went to Europe a couple of times, always just for three weeks. That's all we could get off from work at mm. a time. So, 
Yeah, that is a, it's a, it's a common, it's a common challenge for those. Like when you fall in love with touring that, you know, you gotta, you gotta take the time when you can. And sometimes you wish it would be longer, but here you are, you, you kept that passion alive until the point of when you retired. Yeah. I mean, you may, when you're, when you're touring, you meet people who are in that break period. Like we'll meet a lot of young people who are say, um, they finish college and they're trying to get their first job, but they have some, so they have some time. They'll take a year off. Usually these are kids from Europe who have the time. Um, and, uh, yeah. And so we have now we, after we were done working, we retired until we have, we have time now. Fortunately, we, you know, you maintain some. Well, you have to maintain physical, fitness. You have to be in shape. Yeah. So, <laughs> which we both did. I would commute to work every day and I would commute through the winter in in Maine j- just to stay in shape. So, yeah. Um, and so you were, and you were on tour when the pandemic hit, correct? Yes. 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 T- tell us about that. Yeah. Well, we, how did it start? Well, we tour? had that tour actually, yeah, it started in 2019. Um, in September, we rode from Vancouver down to Tijuana along the Pacific coast route, which was a fabulous Fabulous. tour. I mean, anybody who needs to do a tour should do that. And then we were looking for a place to go. We ended up in, in, uh, December, we went to New Zealand and biked the North and South islands for uh, a couple months. And that was an interesting tour. And then from there, we flew to Thailand and that was early 2020. And then, well, well, at that point, you know, COVID was becoming a thing. Um, Even we could hear the Thai people talking about. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. and December 2019 and early 2020. Actually it had hit when we were in New Zealand and New Zealand, when we first got there, it was full of Chinese tourists. Mm. And then halfway through the trip, boom, all the Chinese tourists were gone because of COVID. Mm. Yeah, they, they had, to go, they had to go home. And so we were, there was hardly anybody in New Zealand. Which was great, which was great mm. for us. <laughs> um, and then in Thailand, uh, it, it, the virus was catching up with everybody, I guess, at that point. And so we had, we moved up our departure, departure time. We had kept, well, yeah. we kept moving it up and up. We we biked still we biked from Bangkok down to Malaysia, and when we got to Malaysia, we were in Penang, and then all of a sudden, boom! That's when everybody remembers the streets of New York were empty. Yeah, the Malaysian government. Malaysian was like, "You're leaving in three days. Yeah. You're out of this hotel." Yeah, we had to leave within on three days' notice. They shut the hotel down, and so we had to get our bike boxes together. We had to find a bike box for our bikes. And we just um, kind of got out of. We were in a hotel room. We had, you know, we got everything together. They were actually pretty good. They got us, got us a van, got our bike boxes in a van. They took us to the airport, and uh, there were pretty much only foreigners there. They weren't really allowed. Not any, many. They weren't allowing any really domestic travel at that point, but they were allowing people to get out of the country. So we flew down from Penang to Kuala Lumpur with our bikes. And at that point, there were no flights out of Kuala Lumpur for a few days. We had to sit in a hotel at the airport and they weren't letting anybody out. And so we had mm. to stay at the airport for three days mm. and eventually got out. And get home. Yeah. That must have been an interesting experience. And, and, and yet here we are, right, several years later after everything kind of turned upside down and 
we have this momentum back. And, you know, thank you for sharing that. I know that there are a lot of people that are curious as to what happened to people on tour when the pandemic hit. So thank you for sharing that. Sure. Today's episode is brought to you by bikeflights.com, the leading bicycle shipping service and bike box supplier for cyclists. You'll enjoy low costs, excellent service, and on-time delivery with every shipment. And you get preferred handling for your high-value bikes, wheels, and gear. As a brand built around a love for the outdoors, they are committed to reducing environmental impact, and every bike flight's shipment is carbon neutral. Join the nearly 1 million cyclists who have used bike flights to ship their bikes, wheels, and gear with confidence since 2009, and see how easy it is to book, manage, and track all of your shipments. Visit bikeflights.com forward slash warm showers today for more information and to book your shipment. Now back to the show. Um, so you came back and, and what have you done since then? Well, we did, we did stay home that year because it just didn't seem like it, you, you wish nobody should, you know, you needed mm-hmm. to stay home for that first year. And then after things started calming down, we just, we planned another tour, which was, um, we pretty much took um, the southern route, uh, the adventure cycling. So, well, not really. We went across country yeah, okay. <laughs> again yeah. and ended up in San Francisco. And then we biked down to um, through Baja to um, Cabo San Lucas. Mm, nice. Yeah, our, our trip was D.C. out in San Diego. Yeah, D.C. to San Diego. D.C. to San Diego. And we tried to follow as much as we could our prior trip. Uh, 40 years ago, you know, trying to go back to some places, especially in the Southwest, um, where we did when we went back to Tucson through New Mexico and back to to Tucson. And uh, that was very interesting. As I said, that's that's where we saw the the historic, the building where we were married is now preserved. Um, He also had his bike stolen in Tucson. Yeah, that was a big deal, getting my bike stolen in Tucson. Wow. Um, Some of the gear, but we got a new bike. So that was pretty, that was pretty intense. Yeah. uh yeah so i got a new bike and uh we loved baja and then went to baja mexico spent about two months in mexico like biking the length of baja which is very Mm. that was really amazing um so speaking uh, of your bike getting stolen let me stop you there i want to ask you and i'm going to start with you glenn and then i'll come to you pam but glenn what what have you found in your years of touring or even doing shorter trips what is one of the greatest challenges you've had? Um, challenges in terms of any anything that felt really difficult that you actually were able to overcome. Um, let's see, big challenge. Um, I don't know. It hasn't been that. You know, <laughs> yeah, we, we I, I yeah, the challenge of. Um, I guess just, you know, the day to the day to day aspect of touring when you're on tour, um, just keeping going and. Uh, yeah, not stopping, just keep going. <laughs> yeah, not 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 throwing in the towel, not stopping, mm-hmm. like just trusting that, you know, one day at a time. Right. One exactly one pedal movement at a time. Yeah, I mean that's what I people when people say how how do you do it like how do you keep going like that and I that's what actually what I say is one pedal at a time and you just take it I mean we don't go particularly fast, um, yeah. <clears throat> but we want to get to where we're going and so um, yeah 
Well, I would, yeah, I always say like the first two hours of every day is just wonderful. You wake up, you're rested, get on your bike, you bike for then after about three hours and then four hours and five hours. Mm -hmm. I'd say that's the hardest thing is it's hard, you know, it can be hard. I would say, you know, in terms of specifics in, in Baja, we had some points where it was just the weather was just we were in some semi-dangerous situations just because the weather had changed so quickly um, and it was so windy and so desolate. Um, and we had to find shelter very quickly in a couple of places. And that was pretty intense. We hadn't, you know, you don't really, we didn't experience that so much in the U.S., but in Baja we did. Mm-hmm. So let's go of- to the reverse. Let's go to the reverse side. And what are, let's like each of you one at a time, what are your most favorite experiences that you've had? Well, just generally, what I'm just always in my whole life, I've always just been so curious about the world. I mean, I just, I just, I want to understand people. And I, I always want to see what's around the corner. And um, I just, and I, and I, and I just feel like the world is a safe place. Once you get out there, and you're at these places where you never thought you'd ever be there. You just find out that it's, you know, people are so kind and uh, we've just met so many amazing people. It's mm-hmm. just what keeps us going. Mm-hmm. Um, and how about the you? Diversity. Uh, yeah, I would say the, uh, especially discovering different kinds of new cultures, um, places that we haven't been before and uh, just really trying to understand where people are coming from. Um, I really enjoyed going to um, uh, Thailand in particular and Malaysia. Those places were just very, very different mm-hmm. than anything mm-hmm. I had experienced. Right. Um, Baja. You know, we did the U.S. because uh, because we wanted to kind of sort of try and recreate a little bit about what we had done before. But um, uh, really, I really enjoyed mostly going to different countries Um yeah. Do your grown children ever tour with you? Uh, no. No. <laughs> do they, I'm sure they tell all their friends, our parents do some wild adventurous stuff. They're, they're going to go tour and, and, and go to this place. I'm sure to them you are an inspiration. They do like that we're doing this. They definitely support us. Yeah, they um, support us, but they don't. But they have no no interest. Yeah, not yet. I always have some optimism. <laughs> we have some hope. Um, hope Maybe. If, do, do you have someday. any grandchildren yet? No. No. So no. maybe one day it'll be a grandbaby. <laughs> yeah, it could be. And Good. so if I understand correctly, you also t- you, you travel with something very interesting. Our musical instruments. Yes. Tell <laughs> us more. Well, I travel with a fiddle. Yeah. And I have a uh, mandolin. And uh, yeah, we've been playing for quite a while. Actually, we're not very good, but um, <laughs> having an instrument, having an instrument is really a fantastic thing to do. I mean, if you can do it, because um, it gives you something to do at the end of the day. Um, also, just in terms of it keeps your mind really active um, after you've been pedaling. Say, you know, you've had a very monotonous day on the road or whatever. Um, you get to the camp and pull out the mandolin and play, pull out the fiddle, and you, you know, play. And, and they're uh, special instruments. They're traveling instruments. My fiddle is super lightweight, and he, mm-hmm. he has a very super lightweight mandolin. Yeah, it's a good mandolin, but it's it's light and um, fits well on the back of the uh, on my rack. Yeah. Did you ever 
stop and play for someone else, like along the way? Just a little tiny bit. Just a little bit, kind yeah. Of self-conscious. Yeah, we're not really buskers. <laughs> you know, we're not that yeah. good. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So, and now with um, uh, uh, online, like lessons or whatever, I, I, I have online classes that I take and um, yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's really that's that's wonderful. And I I like that a lot. It is it is good. Music is good for the soul. It really just is good for the soul. So okay, so tell us what's next. Ah. Oh. Well, actually, we're supposed to be in Istanbul right now. Mm. But I broke my arm. I fell off my bike this summer <clears throat> and I've been having troubles with the rehab. But um we are headed to Mexico and then where are we going? <laughs> We're going to Central America. We're going to bike from Merida in the Yucatan um, down to Panama. And then we're going to fly from Panama to the West Coast. And then we're going to bike across country again, starting in Oregon. And oh, bike coming, the, to coming the opposite yeah. way. Okay. Well, I do the northern tier. Yeah. We've rented our house out for a year. <clears throat> so um, that's helping to fund our trip, actually. And um so yeah, we have a year we can't go back home. So this is like yeah. <laughs> we have to keep biking here. That's it. Um, but That's Pam it. did break out. her arm just mm. you know, a mile from our house. Actually, it was after we got back from our trip uh, to Mexico to Baja, and then actually after Baja, then we went from Florida. We flew to Florida and biked up the east coast of the U.S. to Maine. We biked home. We yeah. biked home, <clears throat> and then after we got home she fell on a trail near our house and uh, broke her arm. So mm. after all that, you know, after like an 8,000 mile <laughs> yeah. trip of, you know, we came back in one piece and, um, but yeah, so that, that's been tough, but uh, so we've and been it, staying with friends since then. Yes. Because you don't have your house. No. <laughs> right. We do well, have our bikes. You do have your bikes. That's good. And I wish you like, Lots of recovery, Pam. I know injuries can take a while and um, takes you away from your passion. And you know, there's there's always there's always a reason, right? There's always a reason. A little delay, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Especially as you get older, you know, yes. you just have to. That's what I keep saying. You just you do this. We're going to do this as long as we can. Yeah. So far, we don't see an end in sight. But you know, yeah. you just have to. I view it as, I mean, I, I always have the, I view it as kind of, we have an open, we have a window of opportunity here to, to do these things. Mm-hmm. And because of the age, I mean, the window does slowly close <laughs> over time. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to just keep that window open as long as, as, long as possible. Because yeah. I have a lot of places I still want to go. <laughs> yes. Istanbul, is that going to stay on the list? Absolutely. We have good I, friends in Amsterdam that we met. They were biking in um, New Zealand. And so we've become very good friends. And so we're going to stay with them and we will stay with them. And then we'll bike from Amsterdam to Istanbul. I love it. Istanbul is is quite an amazing place. I've been there. I will definitely, you, yeah. definitely go back. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, wonderful. Well, Glenn, Pam, thank you. I'm so grateful that you took the time to share this experience with us. And if your grown children are listening, I'm going to encourage them to <laughs> go, go, give it a try. Go, go hang out with mom and dad somewhere along the way. But thank you. Thank we you. appreciate you. Thanks. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks. For, I thank really you. enjoyed it. Yes. Yeah, and fun. how can people find you? Do you have social media? Do you have a blog? Any mm-hmm. of the above? Yes, I have. I've been doing a blog um, on Substack and it's just called glensbikeblog.com. Actually, it's glensbikeblog.substack.com. 
And uh, it's been fun doing that. I enjoy writing. And it's um, really great. Yeah. It's really good. And we have an Instagram page called um, Pam and Glenn Bicycle Journey. Yeah. Um, great. We'll put the link to both of those in the show notes so people can okay. find you, you and follow along. Of course. Thanks. All right. Thank you. And for everyone listening, don't forget to give us a rating and review on whatever platform you have caught this. And if you are watching us on YouTube, hello, make sure you give us a thumbs up and subscribe and we will be back. Thank you for joining us. And we hope you enjoyed the show as much as we enjoyed making it. Wherever you are listening, please leave us a rating and a review as it helps us reach more cyclists and hosts around the world. Visit us at warmshowers.org to become a part of our community or on Instagram at warmshowers underscore org. If you would like to be a guest on the show or submit a question, please make sure to email us at podcast at warmshowers.org.